Yeah, and we back again with another episode of the Player Moves Only Podcast. Today's guest is a bad motherfucker, man. I can't even I can't even stress uh, how much of a uh, influence this guy had on me. He, you know, he's one of the hardest working dudes I've ever met in my life, and um, you know, I feel so lucky to have had him at a, as a mentor at one point in my life. But you know, this conversation is really dope for any entrepreneurs or anybody out there that um, you know is on the grind. And you know, I think you're really gonna enjoy this one. So, without further ado, this is the Thomas Nichols interview. Today, I have a very special guest. Um, I'm going to go ahead and give you a little introduction, but then, you know, I want you to go ahead and let the people know who, who exactly I'm talking to. But um, really good friend of mine, a great mentor that I, ha- I was lucky enough to um, meet a few years back, uh, Thomas Nichols. If you want to just go ahead and give yourself a, an introduction, let the people know who, who you are. My name is Thomas Nichols, owner of Unique Frame Productions. Um, yeah, man, it's, it's a good, happy to be here. Hell yeah, man. Thank you for coming. Um, you know, like I had said earlier, uh, you know, one thing that money can't buy is time. And I really appreciate you giving me some of your time so that, you know, we could, um, you know, give some game to the people. Because, you know, this this whole thing that I'm doing, uh, the Player Moves Only podcast is really just a platform to highlight people that I feel are really doing what they need to do to elevate and whatever it is that they're doing. So, for example, you're, you're an entrepreneur. Um, is that good? Safe to say? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, you definitely, you, yeah. you're definitely a go-getter, man. You're a hustler. I mean, there's no, there's no hiding it. Um, so, just kind of let us know, like, where you come from and uh, what you're about. Um, <coughs> so I come from, I born and raised on the east side. Um, now reside in south side, but uh, growing up in the east side, you know, young age, uh, brothers, six, six of us. Um, you know, mom on welfare, housing. You know, we're trying to make whatever we can and. Um, growing up in that struggle and that lifestyle kind of allowed me to see what life is on the other side, you know, and what I want to be. And I think that's kind of where I got a lot of my drive from was, um, not having a lot and wanting more, you know? So from, from the gate, you know, eight years old, you know, it, it started working at the flea market. Uh, there was a flea market at Mount Pleasant High School. Um, started working there and just, you know, twenty dollars a day. You know, I was like, wow, twenty dollars a day. You know, so definitely kind of like. And what year is this? Like, just this, this, ballpark. This, this man, I was eight, nine, eight, nine years old. This is probably like nineteen nineties. You know, um, and making twenty dollars an hour. That shit's like. Yeah, that's money. no, no, not an hour. Just twenty dollars a day. Oh, twenty dollars a day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, like twenty dollars. Twenty dollars a day mm-hmm. for you know at the flea market selling toys or whatnot mm-hmm. with you know one of the guys. But but you know I knew I needed to make some money, and I'm like okay, and I'm like how can I make more money? So started making you know twenty dollars a day and saving my money. And back at the day with the flea market, people would sell gardening supplies and whatnot. You know I saved enough money to buy a lawnmower, so I bought a lawnmower. And I'm like, okay. I started pushing my lawnmower up and down the streets. Anybody that needed their grass cut, knock on doors. And I would literally push my lawnmower up and down the street, up on Murillo and Ruby. And I would be like, knocking on doors, knock, knock, knock. Hey, would you like your front yard cut? How much? $20 for the front, 30 for the front and the back. You know, and they're like, okay. And, you know, I started getting, you know, some deals. And I started getting regular. So, like, every other week, bi-weekly, I was doing $30. I was like, okay, cool. So, you know, 
on a good weekend, I make anywhere from like 80 to 100 bucks, 200 bucks on, you know, I'm like, wow, now I'm making some money, you know? Um, but it was a grind, you know, and that taught me at a young age how to make money because I needed to make my own type of money. <clears throat> and then from there, I mean, I wanted to get a job. So, you know, tapped into Shoe Palace, walked into Shoe Palace and um, asked if they were hiring and I got the What Shoe Palace was this? Because this is early days, right? Like, early days. For they, people they, that don't know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, the company's super, like, it's a, um, 20, 25 years in the game. It's a, yeah, around, 20, 27 years. 27 now. years in the game and, like, you know, started here in San Jose from the flea market. Mm -hmm. And you say that um, your first job, you went to one of the first locations? Yeah, Oak Ridge Mall. Oak Ridge Mall just opened up and I walked through the mall and... Uh, I happened, ha the owner happened to be there, and um, I'm like, hey, are you hiring? He goes, oh, talk to him for a minute. He goes, his name's George. Um, he goes, go see John, which is his brother. Let's go see John at Aborn. I said, okay, cool. So I go see John on a, on a Saturday, and John's like, he's kind of busy right now, but come back on Wednesday and see ZJ. I'm like, okay, cool. So we're going to set you up with the interview. So I'm like, all right, cool. So keep in mind, I'm like 15 years old, you know? Um, and at that time, at the time, man, before I was in, before I even worked at Shoe Palace, I had no type of style, no type of money to buy any type of name brand. You know, I was walking, you know, some 501 Levi's and, you know, some, some white t-shirts and black t-shirts with some Stacey Adams and K-Swiss, you know? And I, and I thought I was tight, but I was <laughs> growing up to be your next trollo, you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm just seeing what my cousins are and oh, the new Stacey Adams, and I'm like, whatever, you know, and K-Swisses and Payless Shoes, and, mm -hmm. you know, we, we that's how we grew up, you know, and um, anyways, so I had this interview coming up on a Wednesday, I'm like, all right, cool, saved a little bit of money, um, bought a brand new pair of black pants, black t-shirt, I'm like, I gotta get ready for this interview, you know, so I come see ZJ on a Wednesday, and I still remember it to today, you know, because it kind of, like, defines who I am, is I, I never quit, you know, and I walk into the store, and I'm like, hey, I'm looking for ZJ, he goes, I'm ZJ. I'm like, hey, John sent me here for an interview. He looked me up and down and he was like, we're not hiring. And I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, we're not hiring. I'm like, damn, thinking to myself, like, did I just spend money I didn't have on some new pants, new shirt? And I'm like, hmm, you know, inside the store stuck. Like, what the hell? Thought I thought I was going to get the job, yeah. you know? And, um, he goes to the back. There was no one in the store. And I still remember they had a, a, a Converse pillar, like a little tower. And um, there was, you know, shoes on there. And this girl and her dad comes into the store. And um, I'm right right, right into the, in the, in the beginning, in the front of the store. And they walk in. <coughs> bless you. And they walk in. And um, and the, the dad picks up a pair of shoes and the daughter's holding them. And it was easy. And the, and the manager at the time, ZJ's in the back, you know. And I'm sitting there, and the daughter's looking at him, like, and I just, I dove right in. I'm like, hey, you need a size in those? She's like, yeah, can I get a seven and a half? I'm like, okay. So I took the shoe out of her hand, and I, and I walked to the back. And they had curtains at the time. And I walked to the back. And this was a street store, by the way. This wasn't like a mall store. Yeah. Shopping center. And I walk into the back, and the manager's like, hey, you can't be back here. And I barely peeked my head through the, through the, um, through the drapes. Mm. And he goes, you can't be back here. And I'm like, oh, uh, I know. But before I leave, customer needs in a seven and a half. And I threw it at him. He's like, <laughs> oh, he's like, oh, hold on. Don't go nowhere. Yeah. I'm like, okay. So, so, so from there, I mean, in it, he ended up selling the shoe. And he's like, hey, you know what? Come back tomorrow for an interview. I'm like, all right. So I guess you could kind of say I earned my interview. And from there, I, I just learned the game. Like yeah. Learning how to sell, like selling shoes. I was trained. I mean, they taught me how to train, but I already had this natural mouthpiece of where I could just like, get people in and then I kind of tailored my my game a little more 
But I mean, that's kind of my story of how I got into Shoe Palace. And success in the Shoe Palace has grown um, tremendously. You know, I've been there 17 years. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, I want to highlight, like, um, you know, because you, you, it seems off the bat you had, like, this, this drive from a young age, just from, you know, being hungry and just knowing that you always wanted more. Um, but like, can you highlight maybe for the people that don't know, cause man, shout out shoe palace. Like, honestly, I took away a lot. And, uh, you know, my relationship to you is that you used to be my district manager, but, um, yeah, like what, what type of skills did you take away from shoe palace? Like, what did you learn through that experience? You know, shoe palace teaches you, it's like, it's like, it's like you get to the trenches, you know, shoe palace teaches you how not to be shy, how to go in for it. Don't be scared to ask. Like, just go all in. I mean, it, your, your sales pitch is kind of like sales 101, but it's like taking it to the next level. So they teach you just, they teach you confidence. You know, they teach you, they, it taught you confidence, taught you how to be, um, you know, motivated. And it's just, it's constantly growing, you know. And, and for that, I mean, I've always had those skill sets in life because I, I, you know, my whole life I had to figure out how to get it, you know. Um, where you came from. And where I came from, how to get it. I mean, I'm going to be honest, not a lot of people know. Some people know the close ones to me, but, you know. I grew up from a rough childhood, you know, where, you know, parents, you know, like every other parents, I mean, sprung off, you know, dope and whatnot. And you just, you come home seeing that and you, and you see that type of stuff and you're just like, you can't do nothing. You can't control what someone else does, you know, yeah. but you could, you know, it kind of has an impact on you. And you look back at that and, you know, you say, how do I become better? How can I get more? If they're not going to give you something, how are you going to get it? So, you know, I had to, I had to decide at a young age how to become a man, you know, and I became, you know, my own boss, became my own person and made my decisions. You know, my parents never questioned anything I've done. I kind of just did everything I had to do to survive, you know, and at that point, I've always became independent. So I kind of developed that independency. And, and, and from there, um, just learning the game, you know, so so working to the next step to the next step. And, you know, I got very fortunate to, to get in Shoe Palace at a young time when they were growing and work really close, you know, my the owner's of Shoe Palace, I mean, thanks to them, I mean, they really took me under their wing and treated me like their own family and taught me the game, you know, soaked me up. I just, my brain had to be like a sponge. I had to absorb everything that they were teaching me. And I kind of soaked up the game, you know, how to talk, how to walk, how to speak, how to act, how to think, you know, and I had to do all that stuff. And I'm like, okay, how can I get me, you know? And, and I became a boss, you know, I became a, a boss at 18 years old. Yeah. And, you know, I was in high school, had an ROTC teacher, and I still remember this day. I mean, he was helping us, you know. I was a junior in high school, and uh, I was in a class with seniors and juniors, and it was like an ROTC where they help you with your credit credits and whatnot. And the teacher was helping us do our taxes, you know. And um, he filed my taxes for my junior year. And he's like, Sam, you almost made as much as me. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm a junior in high school. How am I making more than your teacher, you know? Mm. And it's like. I'm like not some biggie small shit. No, I just yeah, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> no, I, I still think that, but but at that point, you I got know, you, you know, it was crazy because at that any given moment, your life changed. Because yeah. freshman year, sophomore year, yeah, like I was like trying to find myself, you know, trying to change your outfit, wanting to be cool, but you don't really have no money, no yeah. clothes. So you're like, you know, and then all of a sudden, this junior year, I start working. You know, I get my first check with shoe palaces, a couple hundred dollars, and I get my next one, boom, boom, boom. Then I start making it. I'm working every single weekend, and I'm working, like, constant hours, and I'm, like, literally ditching class to go to work, you know, just to make more money because I, once I got the taste of money, it, you know, I fell in love with it. So I'm like, okay, how do I get more? So I just, yes, sir, yes, sir, always, yep, what's next? It wasn't, what do I do? My, my response when they asked me, just, what's next? What's next? Meaning I already took care of the first task. 
what's next? Let's take care of the second one. And it, we just grew from there. So started, you know, developing as we began to grow and expand. You know, L.A., Vegas, Texas. I started hitting all those stores. So I would walk to those stores. Uh, not walk, I'm sorry. We would fly um, to those stores and be like, hey, we're going to open up next week in L.A. Okay, cool. Fly out to L.A. or drive to L.A. And there'd be just a trailer or truck full of shoes. And then we hit the store and I would walk around the mall, hire a tune of people. Hey, you start Tuesday. We start working on Tuesday, start putting the, the product in the stock room, putting it on the shelves. Then Thursday, Friday, taught them how to sell. Then Saturday, open up for business. Then you operate Saturday, Sunday. Then you leave Monday and do it all over again at the next city and the next city and the next city. And then it just became a, a formula from Texas to Vegas to Arizona to New Mexico to, I mean, you name it. You know, we just started growing. Yeah. And I was doing that up to like 75 stores, you know. And then someone along, and at that point, then you became a district manager. Mm. Um, they became a manager. Don't, mean, don't get me wrong. I influenced a lot of people along the way, training, coaching, including teaching, myself. Yeah, developing, just looking at their qualities and taking them to the next level. Yeah. Um, um quick question. Um, so like, uh, the name of the show is the PMO podcast, right? Um, and the PMO stands for player moves only. And I would be lying if I didn't say that individuals like yourself, uh, really like helped me come to the realization, like, you know, um, like having a vision and really just wanting to like execute it right uh so like bringing you on the show it was a given um but like uh what was i gonna say uh, shit i hell i just lost my train of thought <laughs> but, it's all right. right no 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 but um <laughs> what i was going to say is that has there was there ever a moment in um like shoe palace where because you you've held such a long um you know you you've been with them for years was there ever a time where you thought about quitting or like, you know, just that maybe it wasn't going to work out? And the reason I ask is because, you know, people come to a point where so, they, they think about folding, where they're like, you know what? It's let funny me, you say that. It's yeah. funny you say that. Before. Have you experienced that? Yeah. So graduated high school, right out of high school. Um, um, I was I was working in a store and I got into it with one of the owners, you know, and I'm like the younger brother. And I'm like, he's oh started saying something. And I'm like, you know, fuck this. I'm out. He's like, what? I was like, yeah, I threw his keys at him. I said, here, you run the store. And I threw the keys at him. He's like, oh, all right, we don't need you then. And I, and I bounced, you know? And I, and I left and I quit. And um, I was like, whatever, you know? Um, took off, found another job. And then I didn't go to college yet. I actually didn't go to college, you know? Mm -hmm. um, I felt like I was already making enough money out of college. Like, I'm going to go to college, but you're going to get a college degree, make $40,000, $50,000 a year. I'm already making that, you know? So I, out of high school, I was already making that. So I didn't go to college. I'm like, I don't need college, you know? So then when I quit shoe I was like, fuck, I gotta go to college, you know? So then uh, a couple of days go by and, and then I'm in, I'm, I remember the call. I'm literally, there's four brothers that own the company and I'm literally at the college in line to register colleges, me and my, my wife now. And um, I get a phone call. I'm in line and I get a phone call. I swear to God, I'm in line to register. You know, there's like a long line. And uh, I get a phone call and it's uh, one of the owners, you know, and he's like, hey, Tommy. I'm like, hey, hey, George, what's going on? He's like, hey, hey, my man. He's like, hey, I know we had a phone. I, uh, you know, I want to talk to you about opportunities. And I said, oh, no. He's like, no, listen, just hear me out. Just come down, sit down, talk to me. I got an opportunity for you. I, I don't think you're going to miss it. Just come down. I said, all right. Hung up. Look at my wife. I said, we're going to go shoot pals. So I went to the, the, the warehouse back at the time. And I sat down in the room. I'm sitting down with George. And my, my, my wife is with me, sitting next to me. She's been with me since day one, you know. I kid you not. She's sitting right next to me. And I go in there. Like, I'm the big man, whatever. But, you know, I walk in and he sits down and talks. And he goes, we want you just to train our employees. I said, what? We want to hire you. All you do is just train the employees how to sell. I'm like, 
that's it. He's like, yeah. I'm like, but I want my own schedule. I want to go eight to five. And George is a salesman himself. He's like, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. You mean, you know? I'm like, all right. So I came back to Shoot Pals with this mentality of I'm the trainer. I'm the coach, you know? And um, for the first three months, it was good. I just hit in store, store, training employees, how to sell shoes, how to walk in when the customers do, how do you greet them? How do you treat them? How do you, how do you sell them? How do you upsell them? How do you close the deal? You know, it's like the start to the end. How do you start and how do you close? And we did that. And from there, I never look back, you know. Shoe Pals has been family to me, and we constantly grown, and that's how we constantly evolved to opening stores. And that's why I was the person that was opening stores, training, hiring people, how to hiring people through the mall, literally walking through the mall. Hey, you got a job? No, come see us for an interview. Hey, you need a job? Come see us for an interview. And I would screen easily, you know, anywhere from like twenty to thirty employees, you know, and then I'll pick and choose what I want. I line them up. Sell me a pair of shoes. Nope. Sell me a pair of shoes. No, nope. it's like it's like American Idol or something with selling shoes, you know. And we did that, and we succeeded. So at like store 70, we kind of like... Just to give people an idea, how many people are you interviewing and how many people do you actually get like people that you're like, okay, this is the perfect fit. And I'm talking about like the perfect fit. Yeah, so like for every like 30, there's like a good gem, you know what I mean? And I mean, you get get some good ones, but then you get your ace in the deck that are people that are good qualities, good backgrounds, um, good families uh, that have um, just motivated and and you get those type of people. But you got to go through. You got to go through a couple. You got to literally go through a couple before you find the one that you need. And, and the ones that you need, you need to invest into them. So I learned that, and I learned the game. They taught me. I taught them, and we just kind of, kind of rolled it through. And and at that point, here I am at a young age, building this multi-million dollar company. You know what I mean? That constantly building it and growing it. I mean, we're the face front of the the operation. So I knew. I knew how to develop. I knew I knew how to grind. I knew I knew how to make it happen. So we con- constantly grew. And it's always been in my mind that I want to be my own owner at one time, you know? So we kind of kind of opened up my own business not too long ago, about two and a half years ago. Yeah, so let's let's jump into that too. So it seems before we do that, um it seems that like, you know, from childhood to uh, where you um, ended up at Shoe Palace and the position that you now hold at, which I don't think you uh you um spoke about what what's the exact position that you have now with with the shoe palace corporation i run the distribution center director of logistics um completely run the whole shipping logistical side from the from inventory comes in we process it we break it down we ship it out so i'm no longer in the retail side um which you started off as a retail associate then you went to like a store manager then went to a district manager and at the time we didn't have regionals you know so then Obviously, we grew into regionals, but by that time, I got promoted to run the DC and uh, took it ever since. And and it's a little different, you know. I've all, let's kind of rewind a little bit. Yeah, I've always wanted to own my own business, and I knew it was gonna be like photography and videography, mm-hmm. um, you know. And to go back to your question was like, have you ever left earlier? I left at my younger age, but there was a time right before I went to the distribution center where I was just. I felt stagnant. You felt like you hit a, 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 a glass ceiling, you yeah. know, and you're like, okay, there's no more growth. There's no more growth. There's no more growth. And um, a couple of my buddies of mine, they're like, you need to get in the real estate game. So then I started talking about the real estate game and I got connected with a couple of people and I started doing real estate, started learning the real estate industry, which by the way is phenomenal. If you, if you're, you're, you're sales savvy type of guy knows how to speak and it's a different type of game than, than, than in other, your day-to-day retail sales, you definitely slow it down a little bit. And that's 
real, real estate kind of taught me that a little bit for that small course of time. And I, I started learning it and I started teaching it, started cold calling, started doing house hunts, started doing, you know, and, and learning the business. And I was almost at a point where I was going to go all in real estate and leave Shoe Palace. And at that point, the ownership brought me in and was like, hey, we need to talk to you about opportunities. And I'm literally, you know, a couple months deep in the real estate taking all the courses. I literally got all the courses, did all the schooling, you know, all I had to do was pass the test. And it's a hard test, by the way. Yeah. Um, but I didn't pass the test. I failed it because I wasn't fully committed into that. I'm doing that, running the D district manager. So I wasn't really giving it a hundred percent. So I was trying to, I was trying to wing my way through it, you know, but I'm still focused on doing something else. Mm -hmm. um, so then anyways, I get the call from the ownership and they're like, Hey, we're going to talk to you about opportunities. And he's like, you need to we need, we're expanding and we're growing too fast and you know we're struggling in the distribution center and we need you to come run it and i'm like warehouse i was like i'm not a warehouse type of guy i mean i do labor don't get me wrong i know how to build. I'm, i do it all you know yeah. and i'm like i'm a salesman man I'm, I'm a salesman and he goes i understand you're gonna this is where the money's at i said well whatever you need me to do i'm always for you so he's like i need you to come and take this next level i said all right so you so uh, like i was saying it seems like from a very young age, you were just, you know, groomed to uh, have like this, this like desire to always want more. So then after um, you acquire your uh, current position, uh, Shoe Palace, you decide to uh, execute a vision that you've had with yes. photography? Yes, because as a district manager, you're working weekends, you're working nights, you have two phones, you're constantly, it's retail, it's, it's nature of the beast, you're working when they're not. You know, so you can never really have time to do anything, you know, and what's perfect about, I've always done photography and videography as a hobby. And um, the first year into the DC, I just revamped it, sewed it up, changed the system, like restructured it. And it was a breeze. You're talking eight to five in and out. I get, I got a life now, come home early, got weekends free. Man, I haven't enjoyed weekends since I don't know when, you know? Yeah. So it was something new to me. And I'm like, damn, I got all this time on my hands. So then I'm like, you know what? I'm going to open my business. So then um, I decided to open up my business. And it's Unique Frame Productions. It's a videography, photography, photo booth rental company. And what's perfect is because everyone's events are when? Weekends, Saturdays, Sundays, stuff like that. So it worked perfectly. I could still keep my day job, grow my business, which is both successful, and, and grew from there. And, and, and honestly, there was a point when I was like, hey, do I go all in with the retail side or the real estate side? Or do I go take this route to run the DC? And I was kind of like, you can make X amount of money with real estate and you can make thousands and thousands of dollars. And don't get me wrong, I was making a lot of money already with Shoe Palace, you know, a comfortable mm -hmm. salary mm -hmm. that I built over the, the the time of like 15 years, you know? And I'm like, it was that breaking point to like, do, are you scared to go all in? Because I'm ready to go veer left, you know? And I'm glad that I didn't go to the real estate side and, and pursue in that direction. Cause I think if I would have done that, I wouldn't have owned my own business today, you know? So it, it was kind of like a, a, a weight and balance of where you say what, you know, so everything happens for a reason. Yeah. So successful here, successful there. And I'm just, I'm happy with the decisions that I made. Yeah. And for those that don't know, like, did you just pick up a camera one day or, or where did the, where did this idea for, you know, even taking pictures come from? Like, you know, how, how did you get that start to like, oh, I want to, you know, I have a vision for what this could be. I've always took photos, love taking photos, love taking videos, putting it together. And, and, and <clears throat> at one point, I mean, it's a. Uh, it's kind of like you just do it, you know? I've always had a name in mind, which was Unique Frame. And it was always my hashtag, my hashtag. It wasn't a business, I didn't own it, it was nothing, Unique Frame. And 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 it's funny because it came on a fluke, you know? Um, 
already knew I wanted to do something. And uh, I'm in Vegas. Me and my wife are in Vegas on like a trip. And one night we get all, you know, whatever. We go party. Yeah. We go back. I'm back at the hotel suite. And I'm like, she's passed out. And I'm like, and I'm just in. And I have this suite. I mean, you open up the the, the blinds drape up. And you're looking at Sin sit, City. And you're like, damn, it was a nice suite, you know? And I'm like, damn, this is sick. I'm sitting back and I'm reflecting on life. It's like 2.30 in the morning and you got city Vegas lights on you and I'm just sitting back, got my bottle of Hennessy right there. I'm like, I'm in the zone. I'm feeling myself, you know? And I'm like, thinking about it. I'm like, damn, I need to make this a business. So, you know, there's 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 things you do now online to legitimize your business. And I just like said, fuck it. Boom, boom, boom. See if the name was available, booked it. Oh, you got to pay X amount of dollars. Said, boom, paid it. Just started paying the money, you know? And, and then out of nowhere, congratulations, you got a business. I'm like, damn, that shit was easy. Once you have that idea, right? And like you kind of, you have the vision, whatever it takes to invest and in, in to bring that to life, it really doesn't phase you at that point, right? Like you, you kind of, you start to get organized with the plan and you start saying, okay, if I'm going to start, um, you know, taking this photography thing serious, I got to get a camera. Yeah. But then you're like, you know, I got to spend that money to. Yeah, you're 100%. There's competition out there and they got nice things. And if you want nice photos, I mean, the, the, the equipment does it itself. But I think getting yourself started, if anybody's out there wanting to start their own business and they want to look about how you do it, I think the biggest jump is just do it. Just have a vision, write it down and do it. Because once you get one step, that step forces you to do the next step. That step forces you to do the next step. And you start just progressing along this road of saying, hey, what do I need to get to my goal? You know, and, and nothing happens overnight, it, you know, but it's a process. So me being in Vegas and sitting back there and thinking what I want to be, I'm reminiscing on life and I'm like, damn, I want, I'm already successful in my current job and I'm success, success, success. And I'm like, now I want my own where I could build my own. And I'm like, let me just do it. That one step of just Signing on and, and creating the business was one step. Now that I had my EIN and I'm, a, I'm like, oh, you know what? What's step two? Grow the business. Instagram. Boom. Promote it. Boom. Marketing. Boom. Oh, you need that camera. Okay, cool. Let me shop around. And you just grow at that point. It just becomes a snowball effect where you just start building and building and building. And then now you're here today where, you know, we did about 15, 20 events, almost 20 events last year. And that's just, those are films and photography. I mean, let alone we did 45 photo booth rentals last year. Yeah. You know? So I looked at it as, do I want to do photography? I'm a great photographer. I'm okay for talk. I'm not the best. Don't get me wrong. There's, there's, everyone has a real different style. I'm not saying I'm the worst. I'm not saying I'm the best. But I'm good. So photography was one. Then video was another. And I'm like, you know what? How about a photo booth? And I start photo booth. And I'm like, how can I? How? They all help each other. The photo booth business would draw on more clients where I could get the video business and the photography business. And it just, it all blends. So now when I sit down with the client and I talk to them about opportunities, hey, do you got a photographer? No. Okay. Let me show you some of our deals. Hey, do you got a videographer? You just go on. And then do you need a, you need a photo booth? And for me, I'm always competitive. Yeah. I'm always want the newest stuff. I've always want, I've never had it. So I guess it's one of those things you never had it. So now you have it, you can't go back. Yeah. You know what I mean? I never had nice things. Now I got nice things. Yeah. You know? Quick question though. Before, um, like how you, uh, just to backtrack a little bit, um, when you said that, you know, you, you wouldn't say that you're the worst, you wouldn't say you're the best, but like deep down you personally, Thomas, like I know you want to be the best. So like, how do you, um, you know, like what would you say, would you not say that you wouldn't really want to be the best? Oh yeah, I want to be the best at anything I do. You know, I'm being I'm being coy when I say that. Yeah, I mean, and this is just for the the entrepreneurs watching or yeah. like whoever sees this, and they're like, "There's always someone better." You know, there's always someone better, but you learn from that. And there's people that I 
in you know um inspired by that they don't even know that they inspired me but based off their work their quality i look on instagram or i look at i'm like damn i see wedding videos and i see wedding photos and i and i flag it because i love the way those videos look and i love the way those photos look and i challenge myself it's like the next deal that i got i'm gonna make one look like that and i do it 10 times better yeah but it's like for me there's always someone better that pushes you to the next level and then you get at that level of okay here we are. And 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 our work's great. You There's know? nothing wrong with wanting to be the best. You should honestly, whatever it is that you do, whether you're, you know, running a um, a photography uh, business or like, um, you know, running a, any, anything you do, you should always want to be the best version of yourself and, you know, allow the, the work to speak for itself. 100%, man. Yeah. And, I, and I think it's just, it's, you have to honestly put in the time. You know, nothing happens overnight. You gotta put in the time, the sacrifice, the 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 sleepless nights, the the nitty gritty grind, the 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 comes the, with it, right? It comes with it, man. It comes it comes with the it comes with the business. You know, if you want something to grow, you gotta water it. If you're not watering it, you're not gonna grow. And you have to always look and say, how do you get better? And you gotta surround yourself around people that make you better. You gotta look at your circle and say. What are they doing? Like, you know, if, if, if you got a, a, a pool full of friends and they're all at home sitting on the couch, being a couch potato, playing video games all day, you're going to fall in that category of being a gamer, you know, and, and just be stuck at home all day. Or if you got friends that like me who all have success, you know, I, I got a handful of friends that are successful in every different type of area. We got success in real estate. We got success in retail. We got success in funding. We got success in any, I mean, you, you name it, athletes, whatnot. You, you, you build a circle and you constantly grow from there. I got a, I got a curveball question for you. How many of those people are day ones? Just out of curiosity, how, how many people have, you know, like, cause I mean, they they say that this uh that the road of entrepreneurship and success is a lonely one, um. So like no, it, it is for some. Yeah, what's your take I, I on think, that? I think for some, yeah. Um, I think for some, but for me, like the day ones, mm -hmm. there's, there's like three, four of them, you know, from day one, fifteen years old, which 16, is tight. That's a tight circle. It, it's tight, man. I'm talking like one of my friends is very successful in the real estate game in Sacramento, and is my best friend, you know, and. He started, you know, he 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 came from a family with wealth, but you know what? He didn't take that and said, "Hey, you know what?" He built his own legacy. You know, everything he's doing now. He, I mean, has the Sacramento Kings players sewed up? They're like his best friends. They, you know, like they chill together on a day to day basis. You know, but they built that. You know, and and then my other buddy who, you know, had one day a vision. Yeah, I remember when he had his clothing line and he was selling it at the back of his house. Yeah, we got cut off. So, um, but back to what I was saying was. Um, like you said, your day ones, you know, I talked about my friend Matthew, but then, you know, my other buddy, you know, he, he got his own clothing line, Hidden Hype, you know, and, and, and I remember, I remember when he just started and he had his clothing line, he launched it in this living room and it was like, come in and, you know, support the tees. And, and I mean, that vision started so small, but now he has, you know, two storefronts in Oak Ridge Mall and Ceremony Mall. And those are my friends from day ones, you know, those, excuse me. Those are my friends from day ones that had a vision and they stuck for it. And so, you know, I see my friends progressing. So that kind of motivated me a little bit. That kind of inspired me and said, okay, well, what am I doing? I'm still working this job with this career. That's now going to be my life, you know. And I'm, But don't get me wrong. I'm not disappointed with where I'm at. I got a successful career with, real, with Shoe Palace. And, you know, but I want more. I want my own. So I took that and I said, you know what? I'm going to open my business and it put, put a lot of thought, a lot of training, a lot of time and energy. And, you know, I went all in for it. And I think what kind of launched me off once I knew I had unique frame, um, you know, at that beginning, who's going to sign you? 
Who's going to sign you? Who's going to who no one is going to just give you $7,000 and say, "Hey, we want you to film our wedding and you have no portfolio." So at that point, you got to do things for free. At that point, you got to make yourself valuable. You got to you got to you got to market yourself, right? So I'm like, you know, one of my friends is getting married and I talked to her, she was my best friend, and I said, "Um, you got a photographer? She said, yeah. I said, you got a videographer? She's like, no, we can't afford it. And I'm like, and she, Eagle Ridge Golf Course is where they got married at in Gilroy. Beautiful venue, beautiful golf course. And I, I told her, I said, you know what? I'm going to shoot your wedding. I didn't ask her. I told her, I'm going to shoot your wedding. She's like, no. I said, I'm going to shoot your wedding for a gift. It, it was kind of like a you help me, I help you type deal. But really, it was more of I want to shoot her wedding and see yeah. what I could do for it as a gift. And they didn't have a budget. They weren't going to have a video. So they were okay with it. So... And at that point, I mean, just as a starting up business, like you're like, you're going to, you just want, you're just hungry to like get some, something to yeah. like put out there. Yeah, right. Yeah. So yeah. I shot that by myself, um, shot that by myself. You know, I had a buddy of mine come help me and I literally was all over the place. One spot to another spot. And, and the film that we told was amazing. They love it. They, they, every day they thank me for it, but that started me from one. And then I could use that to showcase another. And from there, it just started rolling. I mean, I'm a salesman myself though. So you know, I know That's how to where sell. you come from. That's where I come from. Yeah. It's in my blood. That's what makes your your yeah. story so unique. Like you yeah. know, Shoe Palace. I feel like just had, like you're you're just like, you know, always been a go getter. But I feel like that the Shoe Palace really just like took oh, your sales skills and like one hundred percent. I mean, turned you to a monster. The, the the ownership there definitely taught me the game, and I can never I can't be more thankful for that. And still today, they teach me the game. They taught me how to be a boss. They taught me how to be an owner. They taught me how to be a businessman. They they constantly still today teach me how to become better as a better person, you know, and, and I'm forever thankful for that. And I'll never forget that. And um, I know I want more and I know I want, you know, that's fine. If you can't, you give me X, that's fine. But that's not where I'm going to stop. I don't ever stop at a glass ceiling. I want more and more and more. You know what I mean? The business started making forty to $60,000 a year. Then it went from sixty to $120,000. Now it's like, sky's the limit. You know, I'm like, how can I bring more revenue in? Okay, I need to do this. I need to do that. I need to do this. Oh, I need this camera. You know, and I picked up my buddies, like, and, I, and I'm a go-getter myself, so I know how to find people. I know how to hire people. I know how to train people. You learned, the, you got the whole game yeah, from, and, from that experience. And I, and I can't do it by myself. You can't do it by yourself. You need a team. So how, what leads you to that point? So you're, you're, you do that first wedding, then you start picking up another couple gigs, and then you start realizing, like, you know. I need a team. You need a team. I need a team. And I need more better, and I need more gear. You know, and I need, I need the, the next top-of-the-line camera. I started doing my, re and, and don't get me wrong. This is a very expensive industry on both ends for the customer and the client. You know what I'm saying? For for the customer and the and the owner. You know, at the end of the day, um, do you have the best lens? Do you have the best camera? What do you need? Okay, do you have? Can you provide aerial footage? Okay, well you need a drone. Those could cost anywhere from two to three thousand dollars. Okay, you need this camera. You need this lens. And as you start digging in to the price points of these items, you could kind of get scarce a little bit. And be like. I can't, I can't deliver because I can't afford, but not me. I'm like, you know what? How do I get that? So, you know, I took my deals, took my deals and threw them into assets. You know, my deals came in, they came right in and they went straight to someone else where I bought something for it and buying the cameras, buying the lenses, you know, so I started recruiting a team. I still remember, um, you know, Tyler is for you, Tyler. So I got a very good photographer, you know, and I know a lot of people, but Tyler was one of my guys, um, walked into Best Buy looking for a new camera and he was an advocate for Sony and I sit down I walk in and I'm like I'm looking for a new camera and I'm like I want the latest and the greatest and he's and I'm still getting put up on game with and this guy's an advocate for Sony so he's gonna give me everything the specs the the frame rates the all the good stuff you know the bells and the whistles and I'm like 
starts talking. He's like, well, you need this and you need that. And I'm like, all right. And I'm like, and, and then there's a screen there with the display and it was showing photos. And these photos were amazing. Landscape photos. I'm talking like A1 photos. And I'm like, damn, these are like catalog photos, you know? And I'm like, and he's like, oh, I'm like, these are dope photos. I want to shoot these. I seen, I'm like, I want to, I want to shoot photos like these. He's like, oh, those are easy. I shot those. I'm like, you shot these? He's like, yeah. And I'm like, and I just got my business card, just had my business, you know, just shot my first wedding by myself. So I had some stuff to market. And I'm like, oh, what? I'm like, what are you doing here? You're a photographer? He's like, yeah. And this is a Saturday, by the way. You know, if you're a photographer and you're a photographer, you better be out shooting an event Saturday and Sunday. That's where the prime time's at, you know? And I see him at Best Buy and I'm like, well, what are you doing here? You're a photographer. He's, he's like, well, I just graduated school for graphic design. And I said, all right. I said, here's my card. Give me a call. Definitely, I'm, I open my new business. I'm growing. Definitely want to work with you. Give me a call. So then from there, I stood at him a little more, started hitting him a little more. And then, boom, we start working. I have him do one event for me. I want to see what he got. So I had this simple event. What was the 70th birthday uh, in, in downtown San Jose? And I said, okay, here, I want to hire you. I want you to be a freelance. Come, come by. So he showed up, and he was doing strictly photography. Paid him. Um, liked his work. I said, cool. Then we get the next one. Then we get the next one. And I'm like, all right, this guy's good. Um, how can I coach him? How can I train him? He's going to teach me the game, but I'm going to teach him the hustle. You know what I mean? So started coaching him, training him, teaching him. Hey, get this, get that. Ta taught him to be a little more doing both. Now he's doing video and photo. Now we're knocking out weddings both back to back. You hit this, I hit that. What do we need next? And he's, and he's the brain behind the operation. And he's like, we need this. And I'm like, all right, that's what we need. Got it. We need that. Okay, cool. What else we need? He's like, we don't need no more stuff. Are you sure? He's like, yeah, because for me, in order to tell a cinematic film and to tell, you know, that story that you want, you got to have the gear to support it. And that costs money. But took it wasn't about making money. I was already making money and I'm still making money. But the business was bringing it in. Let him know. It. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bringing them in and growing it. And, yeah. and I tell my clients, it's not about the money. For me right now, the next one year, it's not about the money. It's about building your portfolio, building your clientele, building the foundation where it's going to survive so people will promote your business for free. It's not about the money. If I do your deal for free, if I do it for a thousand, I do it for three, it doesn't matter. You know, definitely we got to eat a little bit too, though. Got to pay the guys. And if I could break even and I'm fine. But right now it's like, okay, cool. I mean, the biggest investment that we just booked, that we just we, we just picked up and purchased was... um. <sighs> Cause we do the photo booth business so i'm jumping around but now we do the photo booth business and i had a couple of photo booths going on some ipad devices basic you know intro level four or five hundred dollars on an event we did about 45 of those last year um and for all type of events and i'm like all right but I've, and this is where i say you know it to all you guys out there trying to build to all you guys out there trying to grow something understand that it doesn't happen tomorrow you you got to pace yourself but set your goal so um, a while back, I seen this photo booth online, and it was called a Mirror Me booth. And a couple of friends of mine like, hey, you need to get this, you need to get that. And I look at the investment, you're talking about a $12,000 ticket. That's a big purchase. You know what I mean? $12,000 ticket is a very big purchase. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, one day, one day, one day, you know? And there was one day where I was like, fuck it. Boom. Looked at it, researched it. Mm -hmm. Today, I own that booth. So it's like... I seen what I wanted and I knew I couldn't get it tomorrow, but I knew if I worked hard enough and I, and I put the right money in the right areas and I get the right deals and, I, and we constantly grow, then I'll buy it. And I bought that booth outright. What's your, what's your personal like 
um, like how do you execute your your plans? Like, do you write stuff out? Because like you you hear like people talk about like what what it is they do to bring their visions to life, right? Like, do, what do you do? You visualize it. You'll uh, like write it down somewhere. For me, I do a lot of uh, you know internet browsing, and you you see screenshot and this and motivational quotes and boom and this and that and and I do write down some of the plans that I want, where I want to be, like a three, you know, like a thirty day, sixty day, ninety day, and then where you focus on. And okay, first I need to work on this, then I need to work on that. Okay, knock that out. You gotta you gotta tackle one project at a time because if you just start bouncing around, you're just bouncing around. You're just putting out fires, you know, and you can't really give one task a hundred percent because you only have a hundred percent. So if I'm doing this and that and that, they're all drawn thirty percent equal attention, right? So you focus on one for a hundred percent, then you focus on the other one, then you X that out. The main one you want is gonna be the longest one because that's the one you're gonna have to nurture the most. And then when you get there, like for example, this photo booth that I bought, I knew I wanted it, but I couldn't get it tomorrow. But I knew in order for me to get it, I had to do X, Y, and Z to get there. But in order for me to get there, I had to execute on X, Y, and Z. And if that's building a contract, doing some films, and I'm talking big ticket films, you know, like making films and and, and photo shoots and, 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 and all that takes away from my family time. But I'm like, this is the grind I have to do. Working all day, coming home, editing, then on the weekend shooting, then coming back and editing. And it's like, what time do I have for my family? It was a sacrifice. So sacrifices have to be made to get the big picture. You know what I'm saying? So I grinded and sacrificed. And there's no better fulfillment you get when you finally say, I got it. Yeah. So when I made that ticket price and I Googled, I'm like, all right, mirror me booth. You need the software. You need this. I said, cool. And when that package came in and it got shipped, I w- it was like it was like Christmas when you're you know when you're a kid and you're like opening your pre- that's what I felt like opening the booth and I'm like damn this is mine yeah you know and and we own that and 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 that was a big ticket item but it's an investment so yeah. you got to invest in yourself if you want to be successful if you don't invest in yourself ain't no one gonna invest in you yeah and if you don't believe in yourself ain't Definitely. no one gonna believe in you so I had to invest in the business They're like you don't need a new photo booth the the ones you got are going perfectly fine yeah those are going perfectly fine but that's drawing this customer. That customer got me where I'm at, but I need this customer. This customer is going to get me to this customer. So in order for me to get to the middle customer, I have to have something different. So now we're going from $400, $500 photo booths to $1,500 to $1,200 activation photo booths where we're going to give you an experience. You get the five, you get the five foot mirror me booth. That's a, you know, computer operated digital print like it's it's next level and then customizable background maybe some large love letters you want the love package we'll give you the five foot block love letters with the mirror with the red carpet like you know follow our instagram page you could check out some of our stuff but those are activations that we sell so now able to offer that it's a different feeling um i did an event not too long ago for um Beck's shoes, you know, and I got connected with one of my buddies, um, and and he's like, hey, we want to do our company event. That's your photo booth. We want to, we want to, we want to, we want to rent it. I said, perfect. So we rolled out the red carpet, red stanchions, booth, and we did the photography side. So to sign up both now doing photography, photo booth. I mean, now you, now these these threes becomes fours, and these sixes becomes eights, and we're talking thousands, you know. So it's like sealing the deal, and I couldn't get to that level. If I didn't have that, I couldn't get to that if I couldn't offer that. So I don't tie myself thin. I want to look at photo, video, and photo booth. I want to eat up the whole market. And if I can't do it, I got a team that's going to help me do it. Yeah. You know? What's um? What's your advice? Like, say say to somebody out there that's like, uh, you know, not really, doesn't really put themselves out there. Um, like, I mean, I I think it's, it's uh, you know, it's in plain sight, like social media is the biggest um 
social network for people to, and like you know biggest thing that could help somebody really promote their business but like what what would your advice be to somebody that's just starting up like really trying to get something going i think my advice to anybody out there who's looking to start their own business is first things first don't just dive into it unique frame didn't just come up overnight unique frame was a name was a hashtag that i and there's a lot of hashtags out there and i made sure that the hashtag was available that I use a lot of time before I was in a, before I was, before I was even a professional, I was using unique frame, you know, and that was my hashtag. And, um, what's cool about social media now today is that's a hashtag. So you could, you'll look at the bottom and then you'll just slowly see all your product progressively getting better. <laughs> you know, like, damn, I shot that photo. <laughs> like back then I thought that photo was tight, yeah. you know? And then you're like, that photo is ugly. It's almost like a library. Right it's, there, almost, right? it's almost like a library. Unique yeah. frame is a U N one. Correct. Q U E. Yeah. So, um, I mean, there's nobody else. I mean, only people that are uh, like you know have you yeah. at their event are probably hashtagging that. Correct. So you're seeing all your progress. Yeah, and that's, and, that's and amazing. From, uh, from other people's days and whatnot. But the advice for them is, don't just start it. You got a lot of people that are trying to start businesses, and they're just like, come up with a name on a fluke, and then you come to think about it, that ain't the that ain't the name for you. You know what I mean? So you really got to put some train and, and and some thought into what you want your brand to be. Yeah. You really want to first think about that. Then you want to say, what are you going to offer? You know, you got to look at, you know, whatever you're passionate about. Like, for example, PMO podcast, that's you. Like, that, you thought about that name. I'm pretty sure you thought about it before you rolled it out. But you're passionate about it. So you got to do something you're passionate about, too. You got to do something you love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's then, compare it. How, how, when, like, um, what, how did you come up with the unique frame? Because you said that you were doing this years ago when you were just taking photos. So I took some photos, and I'm like, I need a dope hashtag. And I'm like, all right. Well, in photography, you use a lot of frame rates, and frame is a word, and that use it a couple times. Hey, and I need you in the frame, or you know, are you in the frame, or you know? So I'm like, frame, photo, picture. You know, it started for photography, so I'm like, let's do unique frame, one word. You know, and I'm like, all right, that works. That that's cool, and it didn't sound catchy in the beginning. It was like, okay, unique frame, unique frame, but now that it's a business, and now that I see it on a logo, now that I see it on my videos, now that I see it on my marketing, now that I see it from other businesses, and I see it, I'm like. It's, sec- it's unique frame. It's like another name. Like, boom, it's a legit. It doesn't sound too rocky. But when you bring that name to life, it creates value. And unique frame has value now, you know, because we built that day in, day out with the team that we people, with the people we work with, with the people we connect with and, and, and the jobs that we do. We brought that life. And, and, you know, one of our slogans was bringing your vision to reality. So I like to sit down with my client and, and figure out what they want. What is it that you want? What is your vision? You know, and we bring that vision to life, you know, and that's what we work on and, and really understanding what the client wants. So, yeah, that, that's that's um, that's great to hear, man. And, and you no, know, it feels good to hear somebody like as yourself, like kind of speak on how that came to fruition, because, um, you know, when when I was thinking about PMO, like this was four years ago, man, like I, I really didn't have a sense of direction on like what I wanted to do. I always knew that I wanted to like somehow get in some to some type of entertainment media yeah. type work. Um. And I was I was sitting in the car with my cousin, and I was like, "Man, what's stopping us from creating something dope?" Like, and you know, he he was a uh, he he was he is kind of like figuring his own stuff out. But I was telling him, I was like, "Hey, what you think about PMO?" And he was like, "What's that stand for?" And I was like, "Player moves only." And you know, back then, it, it's like I I I always kind of had like this um, you know, this idea or not idea, but like just this motto I live by, like you know, keep it player. Like, you know, whatever I do, like, I'm I'm not going to 
do too much. I'm not going to stress over anything. I'm just going to keep it player. Like, and, and what that means to me is just do what I think is true. And that's all you can do, man. Just keep it legit. Keep it right. You know, yeah. don't, don't. Someone may not agree with your decision. Someone may not agree with your vision. Someone mm-hmm. may not agree with your passion because it's not theirs. Which there will be people. Which, which, which is not because it's not theirs. Yeah. But if you believe in something and those people that are looking to start a business or looking to get into something, just get into it. Mm-hmm. Don't give a fuck about people's opinions. <laughs> you know what I mean? Excuse my French, but literally, I don't care about anybody's opinion. I got people that would judge me all day. I got people that, you know, your own family will say, oh, you think you're better than everybody. You know, it's 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 crazy, but... No, I don't. I'm just trying to live my life. I'm trying to live my best life. I'm trying to give my my family a life that I've never had. I'm trying to give my kids a life that I've never had. And I'm trying to give their kids a life that they never had. And I don't want, you know, I, I think one of the reasons why I grind so hard, and this has been my motto in life, is I want my kids growing up not having to live how I lived. Having to find out a niche. Having, you know, I don't come from mom and pops with wealth and giving me shit down. Everything I have today is, is, is self-made well-owned i own everything i built everything you know uh, uh, along with me and my wife and that's mine you know that wasn't given to me so i'm the one now starting the generations that people's great great grandmas and grandpas and fathers left behind for them and that's what i need to start now for the next cycle for the next generation of kids that are coming in and i got to make sure that my kids have that so my grind is unmatched my 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 limits are un, un or i don't there are no limits it's sky's the limit you know what i mean like i said earlier i felt like i had a glass ceiling the minute you feel like you're stuck and you're just not making any more, don't get stagnant. How can you get more? There's never a shortage of money. We're in a pandemic, but I don't give a fuck. There's no shortage of money. Money's still going on. People still making money. We're in a pandemic, but Amazon becomes a fucking another billionaire. The guy gets divorced from his wife and loses X amount of billions, but then he's right back to where he it never even affected him. You know, so it's like someone like that who grew something and took it to the next level. I mean, I, I'm, look at Amazon. Started in a garage, you know, so it's like Apple starting in a garage, like these big time companies start somewhere. They start small and they become worldwide. Now, we're not there yet, but those are inspirations. Like if they could do it, why can't you do it? Yeah. But it's the passion, the energy, the diversity, the the dedication. You know, those are the things that you have to put in your business. If you're not willing to dedicate your time and you're not willing to sacrifice, then don't do it. You Stay stagnant. Go look at everybody else to succeed in their dreams. But if you're looking to succeed and you're looking to take it to the next level, then you got to do what it's what it takes to get to the next level. And that's no holds bar. Yeah. All in. Like I've invested everything all in. I took everything all in. And there's really nothing stopping you. And there from ain't no going. stopping. Yeah, if I fail, like... then I fail, then I take a loss. Okay, I lose a couple thousand, I lost a couple thousand. I lost a couple thousand, lost a couple hundred, here and there, bad moves, wasted money here. Hey. But then you remember that too, like, all right, that's not gonna happen again. Yeah, and that and but that's the nature of the game. You got to lose money to make money. You got to spend money to make money. And you got to sacrifice. And and that's just the nature of the game. If you're not willing to take the risk, you're not going to win. So you, you got to figure out what works. But don't make the same mistake twice. Learn from your mistakes. So spending this, oh, maybe I don't need that many shooters. Or maybe I don't need that. Or maybe I shouldn't spend in that. Or, you know, what did a bad marketing deal, you know? And and, and I, I'm growing too fast. And I, and, and I think for me is I want it all in, you know, like... Um, advertisement is the number one thing is investing yourself you know and you know i show up to one of my buddy's events and he's like hey we want to do like a sponsorship i said perfect you know and i'm like let's do it and he's about to touch 250 people you know 250 people that is at his event that That i'm not gonna see that i'm not even getting paid to do it's more of a sponsorship i'm gonna give away some services i'm gonna show up i'm gonna create a booth yeah and i'm like this is a perfect opportunity I'm going to touch about 300 people, new clients, whatever, whatnot, that are his clients, but it's a give back. Yeah. I'm like, I need a tent. 
I'm like, okay. But I've been on the ballpark for a tent. So him having that pushed me to open my tent. I bought a $4,000 customizable pop-up like so I could do ready marketing tours and all that and, and expos and whatnot. And boom, showed up. It's presentation. Everything that we do is presentation. Everything that we offer is presentation. I want you to look and feel and see the quality. Be like, damn, this is some good quality stuff. My business cards, I give it to you. You're like, damn, quality. Yeah, I spent a little more money on those. Why? Oh, people just throw it away. It don't matter. When I give it to them in that exchange and they feel it, they're going to be like, remember that shit. damn, this is quality. They can look at the tent. Oh, this is quality. They can look at the video. This quality. So you got to spend money and invest in yourself. And don't be scared to spend that little bit of extra if you need to. You're going to make it back times yeah. 10. But be don't go don't go the don't go the half ass route in your business. And the people that are really willing to pay for a service like yours are gonna see that quality and they're gonna be the first ones to be like, hey Thomas, you know, can we schedule a, a, a date where we could, you know, kinda get a quote and they're definitely gonna get that quality at a reasonable figure price. Figure things out. Mm -hmm. They're definitely gonna get that quality at a reasonable price. You know, I definitely try to cut the market down a little bit. Um, you know, go lower than the competitor just so I could sign some deals and get it in. But I'm still gonna give them the same quality as if they booked that a one tier yeah you know and we're not there yet but we'll be there what's what are you and just so the people have an idea are you giving anybody anything less depending like say say somebody you know you had to work with somebody and you gave them a, a good deal compared to somebody that is having an extravagant wedding like are you giving them any less quality than are you giving the person paying less any less quality than the person that's you know not at all top dollar not at all a deal's a deal. I mean, I, I, duration of the time and, and the amount of photos you get will be only different. But when it comes to the editing and the strategy and the, the visualized side, you're going to get the, the same, same product. You're going to get the same thing. We don't, we don't cut any corners. We, we Oh, because you pay less, we're going to give you less. No, we're going to constantly give you A1 quality. and Because and, at the end of the day, we want a nice film too. You know, those are the films that we use, that we put in our portfolio, and we build on and we sell on. So when clients come down and sit down, and it's easy. We show them one or two or three teasers, and they're like, oh, we want to book you. That's a good feeling. I just I just showed them one teaser. Oh, we want to book you. There's people coming to book us just because they already trust us from what their friends told them. There's a word of mouth, you know? Mm. So it's like, that's a good feeling. That means we did something right. I was at this wedding. Um we did this wedding in Santa Barbara. It was Jessica and Ian, and I got this wedding through my wedding planner, who's amazing, by the way. If you guys need a wedding planner, um, Mogi Events, shout out to Heather. Um, amazing, but, you know, Heather's been really connected with me and, and, and giving me deals, and we shot this wedding, and I have my team. I have, like, a team of five there, and um, and I remember after the reception and the ceremony, we're sitting down, we're eating dinner, but my team's all in the back. The mother of the bride comes up to me and my team's all there and she comes up to me. She's like, Thomas, I just want to say I've been to about 15 weddings and your team has by far been the best. Wow. And I'm like, my team, I'm like, wow, like, you know, like it was a good deal. You know, it, it, it was and it was an amazing day, beautiful wedding. I mean, we, we go that extra mile for our clients, you know, and that's what we do. So, I mean, that's a good feeling. And, I, and I'll never forget that. But that's what motivates me more. And I'm like, all right, hungry, hungry. Just trying to go for that yeah. that reaction every time. Mm -hmm. So it's been good, man. But thankful for everybody. Thankful for the opportunities. Continue growing the business. I'm definitely looking forward to what 2020 is going to have in store. I know we're in a pandemic and uh, it's tough for people. And just right now, time is for families to stay safe. But when the ball gets rolling, it'll start rolling again. And right now is the time where... For any of you looking to grow your business or anybody who's currently having a business and this little slow, steady time, I think you could reset 
revamp and just rebuild yourself so when the doors open again you're ready to go hit the ground you're gonna hit the ground running and uh, you got to invest in yourself and put the plan down so when 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 things go right you can put it in action three back pmo podcast man uh definitely want to just take the time real quick and and say thank you and yeah, not only man. thank you man i'm proud of you you're one of those guys that i influenced growing up you know as one of the managers in one of the stores and just you have potential man and to see you doing your own podcast um speaks volume man that's my my biggest motto was teach people how to become better you know i influenced a lot of people in, in this career in this game and to have them pursue on their own dreams is perfect so seeing you do your yeah. stuff man i'm very proud of you man appreciate it man and honestly i mean i i think i could speak for for everyone that did uh take something away from you know your your teaching methods and um, you know your your type of management. Like everybody, everybody's doing good, man. Everybody really learned something, and you you really put instilled something in them. Like you know, just have that, yeah. have that mentality. You know, keep on pushing. Don't don't stop. Strive for better. You know what I mean? Like, and that's that's what it's all about. Just trying to be the best you as possible. Like, why fucking half ass your own life? Can't, you know what I mean? Like, you, you can't, can't have you can't half ass your life. You're only gonna get the results that you put in. You know, and that's it. And you know, I mean. I think a lot back on my childhood, man, and I think that's, you know, that's one of the biggest, the biggest things for me was, you know, just seeing how life was and, and like, you know, my stepdad um, and being around him and he was a janitorial, he was a janitorial business and we would, you know, six years old, five years old, we would go with him and we'd ride the bus from one stop to another stop and just seeing his grind, you know, and, and, and taking that to the next level was like, oh shit, you know? And growing up and seeing certain things, I mean, my childhood really groomed me to become who I am, you know, and, and once I got the taste of something, I never want to look back. So I, I think that's the reason why I grind so hard is because I know what it, I know what it's like to be on the other side of the fence of not having nothing. Yeah. And then having everything, you know, I, I'm, I'm blessed. I can't, you know, I'm not rich, you know, um, I'm okay. Um, what's the What's the definition of rich to you? I think the definition of rich, I mean, it's not money, man, because, you know, I mean, money <laughs> the definition of rich to me is you if know I was, if I, i'm sorry yeah go ahead so so the definition i mean it's what you see you know the, the the yachts the million dollar multi-million dollar homes and the jets and stuff like that you know i, I don't think i'll ever be at that point but you never know um but you know my definition of 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 rich is having everything you need with happiness you know and are you happy? So I guess I, could, I, I take back my answer. And I guess I am rich. You know, I am happy with where I am. I have a beautiful wife, beautiful kid, beautiful home, beautiful car, beautiful family. Um, we got food in our fridge, clothes on our back, and and we have everything we need. You know, we don't struggle for anything. I mean, you know, anything we want, we get. You know, there's nothing that we we never said that we want that we don't have. You know, and and as a kid, I couldn't say that. You know, and and we have that today. So. I'm thankful for that, you know. Yeah, um, I mean, I think I de I think that's a great outlook to have on uh, you know, just life in general. Like you know, trying to trying to chase the riches and like you know, chase that image. You're not gonna be happy. It, you you got to really do something with the passion. And you know, the I feel like the money's always just gonna follow. You know, yeah. it, like all that good stuff is, you know, it comes it comes along with whatever it is you're doing. Yeah, you just gotta keep it. Keep it moving, man. But I mean, like, other than the hustle, and you know, I mean, you're you're a boss, Thomas. No matter over over everything. But like, what do you be doing to stay sane these days? Like, how do like what do you? I like what do you all do type of music. I like all type of music. Um, hey, what are you listening to nowadays? Uh, just a bunch of I mean, 
rap's my number one. Yeah. And alternative and, and rock and freestyle and lifestyle. Who's hot right now to you for yeah, uh, yeah. the rap game? You know, um, Lil Baby. Um, Lil Baby goes yeah. off, huh? That last yeah, album was fire. Yeah, that was fire. You, I mean, you've got a bunch of them, man. You know, a lot of artists, you know, that... that Nipsey's always been the one who's inspired me too. Is just like it, that when you know when I, when I found out he passed away, that kind of hit hard for me. You know, because growing up, I listened up to hit Nipsey before you know everyone started jumping on the bandwagon. But it was like his his old albums, you yeah, know, TMC and all these other you know mixtapes and whatnot. Like some of those words hit home to you, you know. And um, he was talking that that hustle yeah, shit yeah. from the very beginning, and he lived it. But you know. Obviously, I'm on a whole different type of lifestyle. You know what I mean? That rap game, that yeah. that street game. Obviously, that's not the street game that I'm living. That's not the lifestyle I'm living. Yeah. The word, the music, kind of you know translate to you and re you re re relate to it. Yeah. Um, but to keep me sane, I, I just I just get in my zone. You know, I I love editing. When I edit, it kind of gets me in a whole other focus. When I'm doing photos, to take to take a photo from a canvas, I make it completely something different. It's inspiring. It's like you're in the zone. You're editing. You're like you're locking down. You're like, oh, let me make these greens, and you're just putting the detail to it, and boom. And then when you send it to a client, I mean, editing is like my escape, and I like it, and I'm good at it. So I continue to grow with it. You know, you would say that's like an outlet for you. It's like or an just outlet kind for of me. Just get just release your creative. Yeah, I, I lock myself down. Creative in my process. Office. I'll get kind of stuck in my office for hours. By the time you know it, I'm looking at the clock at six. By the time I'm going upstairs, it's like three o'clock in the morning. And I grind, man. And you know when I when when you talk about them late nights, late struggles. I mean, that's I I am not talking it. I'm living it. You know. See, that's the thing I, I respect most about you, because I mean, like, um, you know, I think it's great uh, that everybody like quotes Nipsey and like quote uh, like po reposts these like quotes on on Insta. But like, ter like, are you really living it? Are you really executing what you're promoting? And and you know, you you really do that. Like, and and I feel like um, before Nipsey was really big. And I had met you, like you were, like for real, like grind, eat, sleep, grind, eat, sleep. You know what I mean? So you, yeah. it's it's very inspiring to like see it firsthand, and then you know hearing Nipsey, um, his music, you know, get bigger. And once he came out with that last album, I, I was victory. like, oh, dude, this is Thomas right here. Like, <laughs> like this is fucking the, yeah, the victory, you know, it, the last it, victory lap. It's some stuff, man. That is just like. It hits you. I mean, and not only looking at quotes and, and, and stuff from online, but yeah. I mean, I have my own quotes that I personally made, you know. And it's oh, like, shit. You're going to have to share some of those. Yeah, yeah. I mean, one of them was like, you know, I'm like sitting down. I have this picture of me puffing on a cigar. I'm in a suit. And, and, and I put a little tag <laughs> on it, seen it. And it was like brought up in the struggle, forced to learn how to hustle. Like you were brought up in the struggle. You were forced to learn how to hustle. When are we getting that mixtape, though? <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you nine grand on the wrist <laughs> so, you see the vbs <laughs> <laughs> so, something soft no nah. um, nah, man you know what that's amazing you, you mentioned man. the nine grand on the wrist i mean that was one of my goals in life and yeah this is this was actually was a gift not a purchase you know so this was a gift for my wife um milestone huh? yeah so it's, it's one of those like damn you got one on your wrist oh you got that and it's 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 just it's a different feeling you know and it's it's just a feeling that you get you just you just feel confident. You just feel like, damn, I made it. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I got it. Or like, okay, cool. Um, I'm thankful. Thankful. That's what I could say is there's a lot of people that don't got that, you know? And I, I don't stun on it like, oh, nine grand, this and that. But like, it's 
it, it, this is more of like a trophy. It's a you trophy, I mean? man. Yeah, and and yeah. for the people that can't see it on the camera, what, what, what you got right there on your... I got a Breitling. On there. Yeah. Oh, what is it? A Breitling. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's that weight on. <laughs> so, is that heavy? Is that face heavy? This is a little heavy. No. No. Putting me on blast. No, no, no. It's A, man. I, I, didn't, bring, I, I, I didn't bring my jewelry. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I wanted to be all in black. Yeah, yeah. Cognito, you know? Yeah, no, man. Um, the, the main... I mean, I, I'm just playing around, but like, it's just... It's, it's amazing. The, the, I'm super glad that I was able to, um, you know, have you come and uh, give give uh, the PML podcast and you know whoever's gonna watch this some some of your time because I mean, it's for somebody to drop gems like how you were dropping gems and you know um, you know a couple of a uh, couple of, you know insights on the game of just like how to hustle. Like I, I feel like it's important because not not everybody is gonna have the opportunity to go work at Shoe Palace or not everybody is gonna have that um, figure in their life to really break down you know, this type of hustle for them. And, you know, it's it, at the end of the day, like you say, like it's, uh, it's eat or, eat or be eaten. It, it's you know? 100%, it's, man. I mean, but there's a lot of great people out there yeah. that are influencing. I mean, Shoe Pals was the only one who taught me the game. Yeah. I, mean, I got a lot of people that I've learned from, you know, that I see that are way doing it 10 times bigger than I'm doing it, you know, and, and it's influential. It, like they just influence you on how to become better, how to become, put your money in the right areas. And you know what I mean? They, don't get me wrong. It wasn't always peaches and cream. You know what I'm saying? There's time where it's like, damn, I, I remember looking, I'm like, that's all I got on my bank account. Like, fuck. You know what I mean? Like, then it gets to a point where you drop and you get stressed out and you got to make more. And then now it's like, you're at a point where you're like, this money's not even an issue. You know what I mean? You're not even thinking about it. Like you're just, you're just, how can I save more? How can I stack more? How can I put more? You know, money was coming in so fast and going out so quick. Like it was coming in one hand, going out the other hand at, at, a, at a time period, you know? And, 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 you know, don't get me wrong. They're like, it, it all could be a facade. You know, you don't yeah. know what people really got. You don't yeah. know what people really got. You don't know what people are really going through. But, you know, I guess what they could show you is what you have. So, you know, I like to show through my business of what we have to offer, you know? And, and but you got to invest in yourself. Yeah. I'm going to go back to this one more time. You need to invest in yourself. And in anything you do, if you're not investing in yourself and you work for an employer or you do for anything like that, my best advice for you is make yourself valuable. Okay? They don't bench star players. And how do you make yourself valuable for those that don't know? You got to make yourself valuable by getting put to the test and exceeding on all levels. Making sure if they ask you to do something, you do it to your best of your ability. And if you don't know what you're doing, ask questions. A lot of people are scared to ask questions. They go in there and they say, uh-huh, uh-huh. And they're like, okay, uh-huh. And they walk away and then they they don't do it right. And you come back and like, you didn't do it right. But like, uh, because they're scared to ask questions. Don't be scared to open your mouth and ask questions if you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. Ask questions if you don't know what you're doing. So you could do your job right and go to the next level and say, okay, cool, and learn and grow. But make yourself valuable. You know, figure out what moves the company. Figure out what move. how can you, you start in a company, right, and you're at the intro level position. Okay, well, there's someone above that person. There's someone above that person. There's someone above that person. You say, how do I get to the top? How do I get to the top? You know, and you got to look at it and say, how do I, what is he doing? What does that person do? Okay, I could do that and better. Or what does this person do? So try to get, and, and that's how you excel and make yourself valuable, you know? Yeah. You have to be able to bring something to the table. If it's your sales, if it's your skills, if it's your knowledge, if it's your 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 ability to do things unmatched, like, you just got to do it. You know? Yeah. But make yourself valuable. Yeah. Um, and those that want to start a business, just do it. You know, it's, it's not easy, but there's a lot of competition out there, but don't be scared. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got a buddy of mine who's six. Is it worth it if it's easy? No, nothing's ever easy in life. If it was easy, everybody would be successful, right? So it's not like, oh, you're just going to start it and it's good. You got to grind. And yeah. you're going to take some else. It comes with a bit. You're going to take some losses. 
If you don't, if anybody, if anybody told you that they don't lose when they succeed, they'd be lying. You got to take some L's along the. Or journey. they're not really winning. You got to take some L's along the journey, or they're not winning, or you don't take no lessons. You know, it's a loss, a lesson. <laughs> we say that's what we say L's. You know what I mean? So you look at that and say, how can I? Evolve, you know, and, and every day you got to evolve. Yeah. Every day. What we're doing today is not what we're doing a year ago, two years ago. Every day you have to evolve because seasons change as times change. And, you know, the photo booth today, the mirror booth may be hot today, but it may not be hot tomorrow. You know, the video game may be hot today, but it's not hot tomorrow. So how do you evolve and bring a different type of dynamic into the lifestyle? How do you bring a different type of vibe into the into the culture? Mm-hmm. So hey. you got to evolve evolving every single day stay stay hip on the trends what's hot what's not what's moving what's not like you gotta and and by understanding the fluctuation of the market and understanding the fluctuation of the 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 industry you become better so that's you know that's what i gotta say i hear you t loud and clear well for last last question um for just to give the people an idea like where you are in your life with what it is you do on a daily basis as far as shoe palace categorize it is that work or is that passion shoe palace is passion um it's passion you know because it's not like it's just work you know it's it's every day i'm still growing you know and i'm, I'm still learning every day and to be able to own take something as ownership and give me the, the ability to, to manage it as i want to and take it to the next level it's passion. You show up every single day. You work alongside the owners, and they and they believe in you to grow their business. So that's passion, you know. Um, and not only that, the people that come in. I mean, I run a team of a hundred plus people. So managing a hundred plus people, putting them in the right places at the right time for the right moves for the right things. I mean, it's it's in life you got to play check. In life you have to play chess, not checkers. And I learned that the hard way. As a younger kid, I was playing checkers. I was just moving pieces to move pieces and making moves in my own life fast, quick, just like boom, 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 boom. And I'm like, I was making quick money, but it was never stability. And then as I kind of grew older, I learned that life's about chess, not checkers, you know, and, and, I, and I had to learn that. And now what I mean by that is you got to make strategic moves in the right direction. Really thoroughly thought, think out your plan and make the right move before you move it, you know? Don't be moving a mile a minute, you know? Amazing. Because that ain't, that ain't, that ain't going to get you nowhere. Yeah, and uh, unique frames, work or passion? Passion, 100%. Passion, 100%. And that's that's really what I want to highlight. Like, you know, just for those out there, you know, if, you've, if you're not passionate about it, <laughs> you might want to switch that, that career because, I mean, there's just so many opportunities out there and, and for you not to find the one that, you know, you're really not in love with, I mean, you're only cheating yourself. But it's just a different type of passion than Shoe Palace. Like, this is a passion where mm-hmm. you're allowing your creative mind to come to life. Mm-hmm. And you're sitting down listening to your client and asking them what they want mm-hmm. and to bring their vision to life. And you're making a movie. You mm-hmm. know, you show up on the day of, you got your gear, you're telling them what they need to do. It's like a skit almost, you know? Yeah. And, you're, and then when you put it on... It's art. When you, It's 100% art. When you take everything you have... And then you throw it in post and you start mixing and you're like, oh, damn, oh, I can knock it. And then you're watching, you're like, I'll be like hitting a segment, watch back, be like, Ooh. that's the one. And I'm like, let me add more. Edit this. And you're like, damn, like you amaze yourself, you yeah. know, and, and that's the passion. And then what's even better is when you when you present it and they see it and they just that's that's something they have for the rest of their life. So it's amazing, man. I'm, I'm thankful. 
I'm very thankful. I'm very blessed. And I'm, and I'm thankful for everybody that supports Unique Frame, from my friends to my family to my clients to my vendors. 100% thankful for all the opportunities and allowing us to be a part of your guys' big day. And if you haven't looked at Unique Frame, please follow. Um, but I'm excited for what 2020 is going to bring. I know it's a slow, slow and steady year, but with all that's going on, but just a, just a little just a little bump in the road. Hell yeah, man. That was great. Um, do you want to go ahead and give your handles out and uh, let people know where they can find your work and where they can find your, yeah, your personal? Uh, if you don't follow us already, you can follow us on Instagram uh, at unique with a one frame. Um, our website, www.uniqueframe.com with a one. Um, then we got a, a Yelp, Facebook, same thing, all the same name. So yeah, if you guys appreciate it, thank you for the time. Thank you for being here, man. I'm proud of you. And until next time. Hell yeah, man. It's the PMO podcast and we out. Appreciate you, Thomas.